Justin J.J. Epperson. This is a podcast that's all about Japan games and Japanese games. Nice. You got it. The picture's yeah, perfect. I did that was it. good. That was good. <laughs> all I needed was a little whiskey. And um, All you needed to do was host two, two episodes in a row. Yeah. Welcome, folks, to another wonderful show that we have here. We got tons of games and news. We actually... So, uh, before I introduce you guys, we took a little survey about if... Uh, People wanted us to do news or not. We heard everybody's opinions. We're looking into it. Yeah, a little, we, a little inconclusive. Yeah, a little inconclusive, <laughs> but I think a lot of people uh, kind of landed on, they want us to talk about the things we're interested in. Right. So this week I've got mostly things I think we'll be interested mm. in. So anyways, without further ado, the uh, final four, the eight, four, foursome, whatever Mark likes to call us. We're down to four. We're down. Yeah, yeah, yeah we slim got pickings. A four skeleton crew. Let's go. We're we're definitely skeletons. Uh, and speaking of skeletons, we got John, almost famous Richardi. <laughs> what? <laughs> Here in uh, thank you for like almost getting my name right. I mean that one's like acceptable at least <laughs> yeah. in, in some regions of the world. That's Richardi. correct. Uh, you're almost famous because you've uh, your your mug has been in some publications. Oh yeah, we were in Famitsu last week. That yeah. was kind of rad. You were um, you and Hiroko right, right in the front. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Open wasn't expecting that. It was like the first page. It was you and Hiroko and my elbow. That's right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Which elbow was it? It was uh, my left elbow. Okay, the <laughs> one that I was famous. Um, but yeah, uh, they came to interview us and talk about eight four. Um, for and uh, you know, we put out Undertale recently, and they were like, "Hey, how come we've never like we've known you guys for years? How come we've never done any story on you?" And we were like, "I don't know. You tell us." And he's like, "We're going to do something." So I assumed it was going to be like. In the you know the black and white kind of all the way in the back, yeah. not glossy pages yeah. or whatever. Right. And then I opened the ad. I saw Adam's tweet. Adam Ivanko, a friend of the show, mm-hmm. Monster Hunter uh, man, and he like opens his Famitsu and like we're like right in the front. It's yeah. Kind of, it was like page one almost. Kind of terrifying. It was literally the first page of content out of yeah. the like table of contents. Yeah. Um, that was cool. But because of this, uh, you were uh, you were you were approached. <laughs> well, actually, it wasn't. It because wasn't because of that, of that necessarily. Oh, it was it the been, other one. It was the four. It was the four gamer one. one. That's right. There was also a four gamer interview with us that was that was specifically about Undertale. Yeah. The Famitsu thing was more just like eight four history or whatever. And but, for those um, who don't know, Four Gamer is like a Japanese gaming website, one of the bigger ones. Yeah, they're they do a lot of they do like a lot a, of interviews yeah. and stuff. They're one of the only web only publications here in Japan. That's true. Yeah, which is pretty rare in Japan. Yeah. And they did. Uh, they interviewed us for Undertale. They interviewed us to talk about the localization of uh, Undertale in Japanese. And that's what and, the um, coming by. And oh, yes. I see. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, our pictures were in there. And we were at this um, concert the other day. Um, Jagmo. Jagmo put, put on a pretty awesome game music concert that had like a bunch of really good, really good yeah, games. Yeah, like, whole like medleys from a whole bunch of different series. We had, um, you know, A Link to the Past, uh, Earthbound, um, Chrono, Chrono Cross, Castlevania, Castlevania was in there, yeah. Sweet Godin was in there. I enjoyed that a lot. 
Uh, really, no games that I was not familiar with, like and then also Undertale, was and then there. Undertale, mm-hmm. yeah, was actually in there as well, which was really cool. And so, and while we were waiting in the in the, I guess like in the lobby area or whatever for the doors to open, a girl in an Undertale shirt like yep. approached us and like wearing uh, the Megalovania shirt from Fan Gamer. Yeah, it was really yep. cool. Really excited and like wanted to say hi and like shake our hand and take a picture and stuff, which was super, you know. Super flattering, but also super strange. Cause Unexpected, it's like, well, for sure. Mm. Yeah, it's like, how would you even know? And it's like, oh, well, your, your picture was in 4Gamer, yeah, and she, she like, showed she it to us on her phone. phone. Yeah. <laughs> so that was cool. What did she... What did, did, what she would just, like, thank say? you for... The, she really loved the Japanese version, and she was really happy. Like, Undertale has some really passionate fans, and, and she was obviously one of them. And, like, yeah. you know, I think we kind of, like... I felt a little embarrassed because, like, we kind of played it off. Like, hey, we didn't make the game. We just localized it. But she clearly knew that. She's just like, thank you for bringing it to Japan. Yeah. The localization was really good. I played it, blah, blah, blah. And, like, we're like, well, cool. You know, that's really sweet of you. It was a nice moment. Yeah. yeah. Mm. yeah. Took a picture with her. <laughs> and uh, that other voice you hear right now is uh, Graham. Winner, winner, cuts at dinner. Yes. So Mark's still not I back like yet. So I can do whatever I want. Go yes. crazy. Mark is, uh, for those who don't know, Mark is at PAX this weekend. That's right. Uh Doing so if you see him at PAX, ice him. Just <laughs> absolutely. I don't it. think that works anymore. I'm pretty sure that's expired a few care. years ago. I don't care. Just do it. That is true. Yeah, he's at PAX for probably for res related reasons. Um and Because that's on Steam now. Yep. Yeah. It yeah. is. Yeah, uh, and also so that's two weeks two two episodes in a row that he's gone. But looking at the calendar, we just realized we have a flurry of 8-4 play headed your way because... It's going to be packed. We'll be back in two weeks with our NX episode, which Mark will be back for. Mm. Then we'll be back a week after that for TGS. Oh, yeah. With two in a row. And yep. then we'll be back to our regularly scheduled week after that. So you're basically going to get us three weeks mm. in a row. We need an intern. <laughs> <laughs> Do we really so. need three episodes? Well, we'll talk about that later. And that TGS episode is going to be uh, pretty good. Rowdy. A lot of, uh, lot of special guests lined up. Yep. So Yeah, we got a lot of people coming in. But that's um, then, and this is now... And also, I was Graham. I was having my moment. Doing, yeah, Graham taking is, that away from me. Graham, your winner, winner, cuts a dinner because yeah. it was what in they call in Japanese a dekidesu. A what? A what? A dekidesu means like it was fixed. Oh, okay, yeah, sure. Uh, so we're talking about um, McDonald's again because Mark's not here to stop me. Yeah. And uh, on the last episode, I mentioned that they were doing the Tokyo Burger versus the the Kansai Burger. Mm-hmm. The results are out. Kansai Burger won, so it is now officially Makudo. Not Maku, as the way that people abbreviated here. And as part of that, they even, like, hijacked the Japanese website. And so, like, the McDonald's corporate website in Japan was all changed to Kansai-ben, the dialect <laughs> over there. So, I mean, they had fun with that. But, yeah, it's been, um... It was a good burger. It was definitely the superior burger. But I don't feel like it was fair that Tokyo no. was riding on this burger that nobody really associates with Tokyo, the mm. roast beef one. And so there but was the Osaka like, one, nobody associates it with Osaka either. It at so. least has things, like, I mean... Uh, it it's like, a cat's burger. Yeah, people yeah. associate cats with it. Had so- it had like sauce on it and stuff like that. Yeah. It was it was more Kansai than the Tokyo burger was Tokyo. It's got to be hard though to try to like condense Tokyo down to like a a portion of flavors to make like one burger with. I mean, would yeah, you, for sure. What would you do, Graham? Which is why they tried to make you know sort of class it up and have that metropolitan vibe that you get from Tokyo. Right. But, I mean, but like, not... I don't think of roast beef. Like, if they wanted to go like yeah. the fancy Tokyo route, they could have done like a foie gras burger or something. Ugh. I wonder if they needed to keep the prices close in range. See, that's though, another reason know? why it was bullshit because yes. the Tokyo burger was like fifty yen more expensive. So if you have uh, one of them is cheaper already, people are going to go to that. Right. Oh, what the fuck? That's sucked. That's terrible. Yeah. I mean, that's terrible. Yeah, yeah. Of course. So, I mean, it wasn't Osaka's really fair to win. begin with. But then also, like on McDonald's Twitter, they even had like one of their own PR girls who was like, 
This is stupid. If the scheming <laughs> burger, if the burger was like the egg beef burger, yeah. then we would have won. Like, we this should is just do a spin-off uh, McDonald's podcast so you can get this all out of your system. <laughs> and we don't have to uh, weigh, down, weigh down our listeners we just need with burger to. talk. We just, we just need McDonald's on McDonald's. <laughs> Mark, Mark talking about McDonald's. For I could just interview him every single time yeah. we do a new campaign. That should be a new segment. Um, and then the last voice round, not the cast today. We got Roy. Um, doesn't have a salad. Salad chicken. Let's oh, salad chicken Blakely. Salad chicken Blakely, because <laughs> there's a there's a revolution yeah. happening. Yeah, like in chicken. So I've known about it forever. Yeah, so, I, I, mean. I feel like this is this underground thing that nobody told me about, but now yes. I know. It's kind of like Sarah didn't know about Black Thunder until recently, which yeah. is yeah. another thing that like once you're in Japan. And what is Black Thunder? Black Thunder. It's like it's like a, just kind of a classic candy bar. It's, here. it's like a twenty five yen. Chocolate, chocolate bar. bar, right? Kind of nostalgic. Like everybody knows about it. That's been here for I think a, about a year. Yeah. So like yeah, we indoctrinated her into the cult of Black Thunder, and now Graham has indoctrinated me into the cult of uh, salad chicken, which is literally just like a marinated chicken breast in a, bag. In, in a sealed bag. Which yep. the intended purpose for this is to like break up onto a salad. But my understanding is very few people actually do that. They just eat the chicken out of the bag. I don't know if it's very few. I mean, you've mostly talked to me, and that's what I do. Yeah. yeah. So no, I but Masa said the I, same thing. Well, I, 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 I used to, so I, when I was an English teacher, I would buy salads and salad chicken, and I would put the salad chicken on my... Wait, so you hot. would break up the chicken yourself? Yeah. It doesn't come pre-broken? Nope. No. No. So how no. did you do it? I'm curious. I was at a school, and they had knives. Oh, okay. <laughs> but but you can get them at, like, any kombini, which I yep. think is really interesting, because... Yeah. Different a lo- flavors. A lot of, a lot of this, this normal <laughs> stuff you find in a kombini, like, all of them are the same, practically. And a lot of it's not that good for you. Konbini being you know? a convenience store, if you're not familiar with the Japan lingo right. at all, right? But. Um, so yeah, it's just it's been it's yeah. been good. I've been enjoying it. You know, like when I'm you when feel I'm, healthy. When I, yeah, well, yeah, a little bit more yeah. healthy than when I would get the. the know, what is, yeah, the, what is the salt content on that salad chicken? No clue, but like know. the the protein ratios are good, man. Okay, you got the macros. Good macros. Your macros, you got good macros on that. <laughs> macros. I don't know what that means. Okay, now, now that we've scared off all the listeners, <laughs> we can actually talk about what we want to talk about. Unless it's about Excel, I don't know what a macro is. Um, JJ, should I say your nickname? Oh, yeah, I got a nickname. Okay, so you're JJ Unbeanleavable Jefferson. Yes. Unbeanleavable because I got a dog. You got a dog. That's cool. That's fun, man. That is cool. Tell us about your dog. Uh, his name is Bean. So He's... how did you land on that? <laughs> like, well, I mean... <laughs> we got a lot of names. We got a lot of names. We got some from John, uh, my brother, my mom, and me Rex. and my wife, and Sarah. She came up. Well, she, we ultimately landed, ultimately landed on Bean, which was Sarah's idea. Um, but we went through a lot of names. What were some other, like, you know, second or third place bronze medal um, names? I don't even remember. Um, there was there was so many. And okay. I went, we went through so many. And, like, so many approaches. Like, the worst one was for my brother. He called it. He was like, what about Tony? Oh, oh yay. <laughs> I just like sent him back ellipses. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? My and my mom like she gave like what about Lucky or Spot oh, yeah. or Very dog mom, names. Mom and I'm names. like yeah. mom like just, did you did say you, mom names? Yeah. Mom names. It was yeah. like <laughs> Scout. What about Scout? I'm like did Scouts you, Okay. Scouts but did yeah. she I was it was like did she find the most obvious dog names book? I didn't say Sometimes that. Sometimes it's nice just to have like a cute, I don't know, standard Dog name. I had a dog named Peaches. Peaches. It's a cute dog name. That's a good name. Yeah, I feel right? like if I if I ever get a dog, that the, the dog's not going to like me because the name is going to be definitely not normal at all. Like I just don't. Yeah. There's not enough time for normal Calypso. names. That's why I like Bean because it's cute. 
It's easy to say. It lets me use my southern accent. And he's bean sized. What, like, what kind of dog is it? It's a miniature dachshund. Yeah, so that's oh wow, that's a tiny. That's thing. like basically the hot dogs, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it came from his little eyebrows. They look like little beans. They're like he's <laughs> oh. like a, a, a dark brown, light brown, a dark brown and tan. I guess is the phrase got. In How are your kids getting along with him? Uh, Haruki is totally fine. Yeah. Toma is actually afraid of bean. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he will like about climb up on my or... wife. Yeah. Well, no, Toma's obviously bigger, but um, but Toma he will climb up on my wife, and like just like completely like like a flood is coming almost <laughs> uh, because for some reason he's really afraid of being. Well, is being super like friendly and like you know want to play and so like, kind yeah. Of the aggressive. thing is, we're cage training him, mm-hmm. so when we let him out of his cage, he like gets really hyper, and like that unpredictability I think uh-huh. is scary to Toma. So we're like kind of we're we're doing things to get that all. I, understand. I, I was scared of dogs as a kid mm. for the same reason. I think like when I was really little, He's a big just a dog just like really wanted to play mm. and like mortified me for like ten years. Now I'm fine, obviously. But, but to tie this back into Japan, this we bought it from. So like I did everything I didn't want to do, which got was it from I've got it from a pet shop. Oh. And it, the thing is, Japan is really bad about um, rescue dogs. Mm. Like they just have them all over the country. There's not a lot of places where you can find them central, and like you can't just go to a place and look at dogs that need to be rescued it's it's really like convoluted and what is like mail order like yeah like there's websites you can <laughs> go to but like then you have to drive to fucking osaka and like it's it's, it's just easy bad. to get cats it, well there's cats, i mean there's like but... a million cats but uh i had a hard time convincing my wife to get a dog she wanted a dog but there was a whole bunch of reasons why she didn't right. want to i remember the floors being one like yeah, scratching the, the floors. floors and stuff were being one um and then like one day we were at the mall, and I was like, hey, why don't we go check out a dog, see how the kids react. Uh-oh. And uh, <laughs> we, found, we just happened to find Bean, and like, it was almost love at first sight. Mm. Um, and Aww. we took the dog out. Haruki was like freaking out the whole time. Kind of made it hard for anybody to say no, and so we bought so it. So you just bought the dog right there? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Um, we'll have a dog as a guest on the podcast yes. at some point. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was... Uh, Interesting, because they, you know, since this, this is Japan and, like, dogs are not, they're, like, a kind of relatively new thing to have a dog here. Uh, all of the um, stuff about his pedigree and stuff like that was all in English. Mm-hmm. And they had to, they have to provide Japanese translations for people. And, like, all the pet food is American. Yeah. Huh. And, um, like, they, gave, they give you this 90-minute presentation on how to take care of the dog. They give you this book. Like very detailed book about what you should do to take care of the dog how much food you need manual. to give t- by the gram wow all this stuff it was really jarring because i was just sitting there i don't know if i can take care of <laughs> but i guess like a lot of people don't so how are the how are the kids like dealing with looking after a dog like i imagine like is haruki walking yeah. it and stuff well, they treat the dog like they treat your controllers or <laughs> no. he can't bean can't go outside yet because oh. he hasn't have uh, had all of his shots yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but uh, Hanuki's been stepping up. Like he's been really responsible and feeding it. Yeah, petting and it, petting it, feeding it, playing with it. Yeah, that's uh, good. though there are a lot of times where like the dog is out and Hanuki's just playing Splatoon. But you know that's what he does. <laughs> you just got to Splatoon. work out that uh, Toma situation. Yeah, throw him in the crate with him, maybe. <laughs> have him work it out. Yesterday we had him in a box in the middle of the room. Toma. This is like, yeah, Toma. <laughs> so as long as Toma's in the box, it's okay. Or if I'm holding Bean. Uh, we I looked it up today and like we're gonna like show him videos of dogs and stuff okay like yeah. that to get him like used to it. Anyways, and he seems yeah. like a very nice dog. You're putting up lots of pictures of him. I forgot to mention he's 
fucking adorable. Oh yeah, you have. Doesn't he have his own Instagram? He does have his own Instagram. Mark's not here. Go ahead and tell us exactly what that Instagram <laughs> yes. is. It's Bean or Not to Bean. Sorry, Mark. Uh, and uh, yeah, go to Bean or Not to Bean at Instagram. Pictures of Bean. He is the cutest dog of all time. Oh, I don't know. Everybody's yeah. dog. Peaches was pretty cute. Game, Peaches was a pretty game, cute do dog. Want, do you want to fight me? <laughs> uh, anyways, let's Moving talk about on. other kind of babies. We got oh. Metroid. We do, yeah. Um, what is the full Metroid name? babies. Metroid uh, Samus Returns. Yes, Samus Returns. yeah, on the 3DS. Y'all got it, or well, John, you got it, and Mark got it, and and I'm using that. Yes, Mark's not here. Come yeah, Mark. Yeah, we could talk about it a little bit. It's not out for two weeks, so we're not going to go crazy on it. But we have been playing it, and we have been super excited about it. Yeah, just uh, like I took it home yesterday. Uh, I also don't have a 3DS that can play it, so I'm borrowing Mark's new 2DS. So it's the first time playing on that hardware as well. And the first time Mark's knowing that you're borrowing his 2DS. Thanks, <laughs> yeah, Mark. Yeah, I, I said I was going to send him a message, but I didn't do that. Uh, thanks, Mark. I yeah, mean, no, it's I not like home. he's going to ever use it. <laughs> he literally used his one 3DS that he bought and launched, like, once. I think he played Nintendo Dogs one day. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> like, come on. No, he played Zelda. Anyway. Yeah, no, I took it home yesterday, and, like, I just played it all night. Like, got really into it. It's mm. a super awesome game. Everything, basically, I mean, you could want it to be. It feels like a Metroid game. Yeah, I was hesitant to... So, I, you know, usually when we get stuff early like this, we, do, we get, get it to talk about it on the podcast. So I don't usually, like... I won't, like, give impressions and stuff on the net ahead of us chatting about it too much. I didn't want to say anything, and I also Hmm. didn't want to, like... You also don't want to, like... Like, you get excited about something, like, right away, and then you talk about it, and then, like, you play it a little more, and you're like, oh, okay, it wasn't as exciting as I first thought. But, like, I've been playing it for about four hours now, four or five hours. I'm, like, probably a quarter of the way through or something, and, like... It's awesome. Like it feels great. Like they nailed like that feeling of a 2D Metroid. Like, I mean, you know, 2D Metroids have never been bad before. I don't feel like, but but like you know, you always Mm. worried about how like first of all, it's like it's partially it's 3D graphics, right? It's like two and a half D, and then like it's a developer that is you know their last game that on that I played on 3DS was the Castlevania game, which I didn't like um, Mm, at all. but I did like Lords of Shadow on, on PS4. Like, they, they can do good stuff, and obviously they're being overseen by Nintendo. But it's a remake of Metroid 2 for Game Boy, which was always a game that I, I never was, finished. It was a game that I, I wanted to play. It, it, was, it was hampered by the format. It was. You can't really... I mean, the, char- was the character is like almost Samus the size of the whole yeah. screen. <laughs> but I always wanted to play, and I always, liked, I always was intrigued by the idea. The idea being like you're basically hunting down 40 Metroids. It's like, yeah. a, it's like a boss... It's like a Metroid world, but you're basically ha- hunting down 40 boss fights, essentially. Um, so they're not all just like little Metroids. No, no. In fact, there's different. That's this is where the whole concept of like multiple Metroid types came from, right? Like the Alpha and the Beta and all that stuff. I think. And but the baby. Um, but um, is there yeah. a baby? Is there a baby? Well, uh, I mean, just going off the beginning of Super Metroid, I would assume <laughs> the baby comes at the end, unless unless they change the story. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I no. didn't know the timeline. Okay, but uh, no, I mean, it actually, it's really good. It feels. Uh, I feel like the you know it controls like super comfortably. Like there's, I don't have a single complaint about the controls. I it thought feels, I would. It, it feels like I should. I mean, like it was really awkward to get used to at first because they use everything that's on the 3ds. Like every button has a function, and they're also using the touchscreen for stuff. So mm-hmm. it is a bit like cumbersome at first, but when you get used to it, it starts to make sense. Like I was kind of at first that I have to use the slide pad to move I around and that I couldn't that, use the yeah. D-pad. Mm. The D-pad has different functions. Huh. And then also because, you know, uh, they've talked about this, if you hit the L button, you can plant your feet on the ground and just shoot in 360... Like Super like, Metroid. Yeah. Mm. Well, so, well the, the planting your feet is like Super Metroid. The shooting yeah, yeah. in 360 degrees is new. It's you new. can, you can free aim, basically. Yeah. And so you need to have the slide pad for that because obviously you wouldn't be able to do that I on see. a D-pad. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the D-pad has a different function, too. So, I mean, once you get used to 
all the stuff that you are able to do with the controller starts to feel more more natural. You mentioned that to me earlier, and I didn't even I realized I didn't even once notice that I was using the stick. So like, it's definitely comfortable. Like, I it wasn't... started on the D pad. Oh really? Didn't do anything? I was like, oh fine. <laughs> I didn't even notice, and like you know, they have some stuff in there that's pretty intuitive. Like if you want to, you know, to get into the morph ball, you have to hit down twice, right? Which yeah. can be a little harder with the stick, I, mm, I suppose. Which is but still like, what I do. Yeah, but they also good. have a function where you could just tap the bottom screen and instantly go into the morph ball, oh, okay. and that's actually really handy because like in this this game you know you get the spider ball and you can like cr- crawl around on ceilings and stuff mm-hmm. and like I'll, a lot of times i'll be like running and i'll like jump at a wall and then like hit the, well, the thing mid-air. so i turn into the ball in midair and then like hit the l button to grab the wall it feels really good like oh, it's just okay. like it, and and then there's you know like they also added the melee mechanic the parry yeah. which the parry yeah mm-hmm. which is like obviously new and like very different like Basically, every enemy, I think every enemy so far for me... Most enemies, yeah. ...will, will charge at you yeah. in a certain way, and if you, if you get the timing down and parry them, you'll stun them, and then you'll automatically free aim at them, and then unle- unleash a uh, powered-up like shot. A powered up shot. Yeah. Mm. So it's like an insta-free aim, uh, insta-target-slash-power like slash power shot, if you, if you Can you parry right. any enemy you want? So far, I can, yeah. yeah I I are there, are there like, parry-only runs in our future? Is what I'm... Well, I mean, you do have to shoot <laughs> them afterwards, so... Um, right, you can't oh, kill... Okay. I mean, you could probably kill them just parrying, but that would be, like, a 70-hour run or something, probably, so... <laughs> and it Hell, feels yeah. really good, because, I mean, they have... Each of the different enemies in the game, they have a tell that they'll do, and they'll be like, I'm about to do my charging thing. Mm-hmm. And then the timing after that is very per enemy, obviously. So once you get used to the enemies that you're yeah. fighting, then you have to, you know, adjust per the enemy, and then it feels really good when you pull one off. But it wow. feels really, really good when there's, like, three enemies on screen at once, and they're all doing it, and you're like, pow, 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 you get, like, all of them. Because like, also, yeah, when you do it properly, it gives you some invincibility. So yeah. basically, you can have, like, a bunch on you at once, then one charges, you do it, you shoot them, then another comes, you keep doing it. And I mean, the sequence, it feels really good to pull off. Oh. And I feel like, like I would just be doing that all the time. It, well, you kind of have to. I mean, you want to do it all the time because also, you know, it's 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 interesting. Like, I feel like it's really well balanced. Um, we're sort of jumping all over here a little bit. But, like, you know, when you kill enemies, obviously, like in any Metro game, you get health back, right? Yeah. But mm-hmm. this time, at least, the health comes to you. You don't have to, like, chase after it. It, it like, automatically... Okay. It, it's like a magnet, right? Yeah. And so you find yourself, when you're low on health, like going after enemies so that you can parry them and kill them quickly to get health back. It's almost like it feeds into, like, the game uh, cycle, I guess. But um, but it just feels good. So, like, I thought at first when I played it for 10 minutes at E3 that it was going to get tiring. But I haven't got tired of parrying at all. It's really fun. It yeah, because, really I mean, the good. way that they... I mean, they have... Each enemy obviously has its own kind of charge thing. And just the timings on them are different enough where if you have a group of them, you have to do it differently against each one. So you start, you know, it feels good when you get to know the enemies that you're fighting. Right. And then also, I mean, the parry itself feels well-balanced because also, if like, if you just do one, she just stands. Like, she just... She throws her arm in the air, then she just stands there and does nothing for a little bit. So you just leave yourself wide open. So right. it's good, and it's balanced in that way. Are there a lot of different enemy types, or...? I feel like it's been good so far. Like, each each area that you go to has a couple new things that they throw at you. And yeah. then, obviously, I mean, variations on old ones, and then new combinations of older ones. It's felt really fresh so far. How is the world in general? Like, I, one thing I kind of was worried about in the footage that I've seen so far is that the kind of world doesn't look that great but does there like variety do you find yourself bothered by the graphics at all or do you like them looks good i I love it it. i think it looks great i don't want to i don't i mean if here's the thing it's a remake of a very old game so like it's in one on one hand it's kind of hard to spoil but on the other hand there there have been enough new things so far that i feel like it's not like a it's like it's not like a one-to-one remake so there's certain things that i'm I'm afraid to talk about because i don't know if they're in the original because i didn't play far enough to find out but like there's definitely like different areas like there there are parts that i can't go to yet because like i'm obviously going to die if i enter them and then there's like 
you know, they added that thing. I think they added that thing. I don't know if it was in the original where, like, it tells you how many. There's, like, a statue that kind of tells you how many Metroids are in an area. And like, That's right, yeah. Once you get them all, that will, like, clear a thing and then open up a path to get to the next area. Yeah. So and so, like, before that, you can't. I mean, you can go try to go to those areas, but you're going to get hurt because it's, like, jumping in poison or whatever. Okay. And so, like, there's things like that to kind of prevent you from going too far ahead. Yeah. But um, there's also, like, new new items in gear. Like, there's a, a new piece of armor early in the game, I think. It's it's fine to, like... It's not really a spoiler. Yeah, so, I mean... There's lightning armor. Leading to that, I guess they're called, like, Aeon abilities? Like, you control yes. those with the D-pad. And so, basically, I mean, simply, I mean, you have four directions on your D-pad. They're probably going to be four abilities. But the one that it starts you off with really early is, like, a scanner. And by mm-hmm. using the scanner, you can just see everything within That's a right. radius. That was in the trailer, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that one, like, you just hit the A button and it uses whatever your D-pad is set as your Aeon ability. Mm-hmm. And so if you, it's a scanner, then it just does everything in the area. Also, it's very nice in that um, if there are blocks that you can break to find hidden... Yeah. like That's the whole point upgrades. of the scanner, basically, yeah. is to find places that if you can't... Like, if you need to get somewhere and you're stuck, you can hit that and it'll show you, like, if there's a wall you can bomb or break or whatever. And yeah, and what John was just talking about was the second Aeon ability Right, the second find. one is lightning armor, which yeah. is, like... It will if you turn it on, you base your your armor basically gets like kind of electrified and mm-hmm. like your that Aeon bar, it's like a second health bar, but it's mm-hmm. like a separate energy source. Like a magic well, bar. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, actually that's a good way to put it. And like as that that will like drain while you have it on, but while you have it on, it your health won't get like damage will take away from that instead of your health. So like if there for example, there's a part where there's like, you know, this uh hmm. weird stuff in the background that will hurt you if you walk through it, but if you turn your Can lightning like armor and like run through it, you know, that will absorb the damage, and you can get to a different area that you can get to before. Any damage or just lightning damage? Well, no, no, physical the, damage. Any damage? Yeah, any, any, any damage. damage. Yeah. The 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 armor itself is lightning. But Light, lightning armor is the actual name. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Well, yeah. Why is it? Why? Because it's, it's electrified. Yeah. So why not like? Because electric. Elec- Look, electricity yeah, armor. Something <laughs> lightning. Yeah. Lightning armor makes it sound like. Oh, yeah, I was badass. thinking there might be some sort of like. It can shoot lasers. I don't know. Maybe yeah. there's more to it later. But yeah, yeah and I got the. I'm not going to talk about, it, but the third power up is also it's it's cool. So I mean, it, like, I seem like it's going to be four, and I'm excited to find out whatever that fourth thing. You is. can't like move them around or unequip them or anything. No, not that I've seen. So you just switch. Like, you the... just move your D pad to the one yeah. you want highlighted, and then when you hit the A button, A yeah. button, it will mm-hmm. it will activate. But like, but yeah, it's it's it feels great. It's really fun to explore. The map is you know the Super Metroid style map, so you know you're constantly trying to like fill in every single block on the map. How's the music? I was going to say next. The music is freaking awesome like it's really really from good. from the very beginning like even the arrangements of the like the theme of samus and stuff mm-hmm. they're really well done it really oh, gets so you excited good. to have another you know metroid adventure they play okay. the main theme from super metroid as soon as you start yeah. the game and nice. it's so good and i i read about this or heard about this or something but it's basically the exact same people who did the music for super metroid like the, oh. literally the same people that do the music for this um and it's so good because like even hearing the, the arrangements of the original metroid 2 music just sounds really good like and uh, the sound effects are really nice and everything too. It's yep. got that sort of um, that sort of uh, atmospheric, like kind of bubbles in the background <laughs> sort of thing that Metroid does. You know, like when you're going through an area, it's like feels kind of dark and scary. And it's just it's great to have another like Metroid world to run around and explore because they've always been really good at you know making that. And go, I mean, going back to the years, backtracking too. Like in Metroid, it's just fun to do to find all the stuff that you mm. missed. And even like some power ups from previous games. Uh, like, I mean, uh, the grapple beam or whatever. Because mm-hmm. every Metro has a grapple beam. This one has other uses for it that also, you know, aid in navigating the world beyond mm-hmm. just grappling onto stuff. Which is cool that they found new uses for old things that people are used to. Hmm. So, I kind of want to go back and play the Game Boy one now and see how much of this oh stuff <laughs> was actually in that and I just didn't know. or Because yeah. I, I played that probably, like, to about, you know, 10 or 15 Metroids out of the 40 and then I just gave up. I, every time I couldn't, like, deal with the... With the small screen and the slow pacing and everything. I didn't realize how much I just missed the DS. 
Because like I mean, just having that second screen, it makes life so much easier. It like, is really nice the having there, the map there all the time, and just being able to switch abilities on the fly. Like it's. If only there was I've a Nintendo home console that had that, then you know, if only. imagine what they could do with it. If only, if then, only. They, they, then they would make even less. <laughs> I did. I was thinking about that when I was playing. I was like, how? You know, when's the last time I played a two D Metroid? Oh, I guess it was Game Boy Advance, so there yep. wasn't a second screen. Yes, it was so zero this is mission, literally yeah. the first time because it's even so nice. Just having the map there is, yep. is so incredible. Yep. So that's out in two weeks, and it's yeah. freaking awesome. I can't wait to go home and play more tonight. But um, cool. Look forward to it. Well, uh, speaking of lightning. Roy, you've been playing Final Fantasy 12. 12. Off by one, but that's fine. Off by one. Yeah. Uh, Did you play the original? I did. Version of And actually, so like my Final Fantasy career started at seven. 12 was the first one that I didn't beat. It was the Uh, first one that I was like, fuck this. I don't want to play it anymore. That was the first game I bought when I came to Japan. Nice. So we kind of, we meshed in some weird way. Yeah, some weird way there. So you played it before. Like, why did you stop? What turned you off of it? So like... Something about the storytelling in 12 just doesn't do anything for me. Like, Even now? Even now, yeah. Huh. Like, it's just... I don't really care a whole lot for the world of the game or the characters. So it's like, I really don't have anything that's, like, making me want to move forward in the game other than the battle system, which I guess I'll get to in a bit. Sure. But, like, I think it probably has one of the worst casts of main characters of any, like, Final Fantasy to me. Like you're gonna catch a lot of heat for that. I, that's fine. I'm prepared for you it. You just don't like, I guess, serious political I stuff. Don't. I mean, maybe you yeah. just don't exactly. like Vaughn and Penelo. Or well, Penelo has got to be like I love her ironically because she's probably the worst. <laughs> and like Neogaf, go ahead and like fight me on this, but she's literally probably the worst Final Fantasy character in any Final Fantasy more, game more ever. More so than like uh, uh, what's his name, Hope from Thirteen. Yeah, probably. Thirteen is like a full cast of garbage characters, yeah. though. Come on, that's, no, a, that's no, a big, Pen- anyway. Penel- let's, let's talk about Twelve. Okay, so. Um, yeah, I just the story doesn't do it for me. Anytime there's a cutscene, it's like, it's basically they take Star Wars and they make it more convoluted and they throw in more unpronounceable words, and like <laughs> I just I don't, it doesn't it doesn't. Do but you are enjoying the combat. I am. The, the like oh so another thing visually, visually it's really nice because like I do like the art style of Twelve a lot. Yeah. Everything is super pretty. Like uh, the characters' faces, there's something about them. They're like. They're stylized really nicely, mm. and whatever they did for the HDification that they yeah. did, it, it translates really well. It was a game, so, I think, already, though, that was just lent itself to being up because of the way the textures were and everything. Yeah, uh, yeah. it looked like I, kind of like hand-drawn. I right. sure hope they do Vagrant Story next, minor yeah, aside, cool. but mm. like same same team and everything. But Yeah, yeah. So, so no, yeah, like the cutscenes look great. Like, it doesn't feel like an old game when you're playing it. Like, mm. uh, I can't say enough good about the battle system. To me, it's like... It really kind of is that the one with the gambits? Yeah, yes. yeah, which like just like lets you customize the hell out of your like exactly. AI. So basically. it's kind of like you're programming your team, and and at a certain point, like once you have enough like gambit slots going, yeah, then it really kind of feels like you know you're just leading this this group of like sentient people through a dungeon rather than like <laughs> like stupid AI, you know, because you've t- you've told them right. what to do, and it's like yeah, because I know a lot of like since then a lot of uh, RPGs have had like you know attack all out or de- be defense or yeah. whatever and like really simple commands but final fantasy 12 really took it right. to like every single thing that you can think of yeah tons and tons of things that you can set your party to do yeah and it was really interesting for me at the time hmm. but this is the uh remake the zodiac the zodiac version yeah so they the remake of more. the international version that yeah. never came out internationally ironically it was like yeah. the one that only came out in japan mm-hmm. 
Because um, it was based off the American version. Right. They took the American version and then put it out again in Japan with some new features, but then they never relocalized that one. And mm. so that's what yeah. this version is, but a HD remaster, basically. Right. So apparently they made it slightly easier. I don't know which ways, so don't, like, press me I on I think that. they added a job system and stuff, they too. They did, though, yeah. Right? So, yeah. well, yeah, they, like, each character, in order to have them progress in any way, you have to, like, assign them to a job, essentially. Mm-hmm. And then there's, like, a grid where you use, like, job points to... Uh, it's it's kind of similar to 10 in that way, where you, you unlock you unlock a node, and then that opens nodes around it. Yeah. So you can kind of... And you can see what they're going to be, so you can kind of plan out how you want your character to develop. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm enjoying it just because, like, I kind of do, like... Between the gambits and that, like, you can spend a lot of time in menus just being like, okay, like, how do I want this person to, to work? Like, you can really focus on that and like yeah. i kind of enjoy that aspect of rpgs yeah um and i feel like it's like modern rpgs have kind of been moving like away from that where it's like we know you don't want to think about stuff right just, you know so 12 felt ahead of its time when it came out i mean it was basically you know it came after the mmo right it came after 11 and it was like very much had like mmo elements sort of totally. worked into the gameplay but like yeah. i think maybe at the time people weren't quite ready for that yeah a lot like, of people didn't like that aspect of it because they wanted a traditional rpg that's but i think now it's a lot more that's a lot more accepted like, yeah. it's yeah. a lot more standard that's funny because that's the only thing i liked about 12 and like the only thing i like about it now is is just playing it like i practically fall asleep during the cutscenes, but then when i'm playing i'm like yes like i just bought 99 potions i'm like i got everybody has this so like when when my hp goes below 40 they're just gonna all pop potions it's gonna be awesome like here's a guy who he always poisons everyone. They're yeah. all gonna auto antidote. It's gonna be great. That's too bad because I, a lot of people say that has the best localization of any Final Fantasy the writing, series. The writing is good. It's just like you can't pronounce any proper noun. <laughs> like literally, there's a town. Well, called- that's always been an issue with Matsuno's games. I Tactics Ogre had that problem too, where like it was a little too uh, top shelf dictionary for like most people. Then, but you think that's why Final Fantasy 13 had all those like weird terms they were like i can't let 13 Austin have all of it i gotta no. <laughs> i gotta wind up, up somehow 13 was bad with that too the falsy and the, the levels of pretentiousness kind of went off the charts there's on that like one, but. one town you go to where like everybody you talk to just throws in these random words that are like these kind of like exclamations that you're supposed to just they just hammer you over the head with it like these are the things that people in this town say aren't they zany and it's like <laughs> okay i just i just want to read normal words please don't make it any more complicated than that is that, that divided up racially for like the bonga or whatever no What's it's just that? everybody in that town seems to talk that way and there's so many people in that town and i just want to get through and you you're, you're the type who talks to everybody in the town i am but this game's kind of breaking me on that wow. are you gonna finish it you're gonna go all the way through I don't know. Like, I keep going back to it. How far in are you now? How many hours? Uh, probably about 10. Okay. Mm. How's uh, Grand Blue going? Grand Blue's going good. I just did a super grindy event that brought me, like, I probably need to take a little break after this. Oh, shit. It was, like, uh, it's kind of a high-level quest in order to get this weapon, which offers, like, a really good buff for one element. Yeah. Um, but in order to do it, you have to get that one weapon four times. And each time you do it, the requirements to get it goes up. And by the last one, it's like, it's it's just very grind intense. Yeah, that sounds and, uh, not fun, bro. I don't miss well. that. They were super stressful, those things. Because I used to do that in Monster Strike, too. And, yeah. like, the problem is, you know, you have a limited window of, like, four or five days or whatever it is to do that stuff. Yeah. And, like, if you're busy, you just got to make time. Sometime. Is this something guess- you could do with your clan or... No, this is, it's a, well, Guild, I guess. it's easy. It's a little more efficient to do it solo if you're strong enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like... What I enjoy about it on some level is just memorizing the fight, like knowing, you know, when this monster's at 25% health, it's going to do this. So, like, 
being mm-hmm. prepared for it. And by the end, I was like so efficient with every every battle. I knew exactly how to do, it. and I just eh, I like that feeling. Okay, so cool. Uh, on the RPG tip, anybody want to talk about their Dragon Questing? Uh, I just want to say it's that game is great. Like it, it's in my probably like top three Dragon Quests already. Like it's wow. super. The story is really really good this time. Like they've had good stories before. But this one is like by far the best like storytelling. Like the, the cutscenes and the cinema cinematics mm. and everything are really really good, and like it's actually interesting. And like it's a traditional Dragon Quest, um, or I shouldn't say Dragon Quest, traditional like classic adventure kind of story, but definitely has some weird twists. Like I'm about forty five hours in now, and and maybe ten hours of those are just screwing around with Street Pass stuff. But like mm. I'm past the halfway point, and I've, I've are seen you playing some mostly on 3ds now? Entirely or? on 3ds, okay. yeah. And I've seen some crazy shit in the story that is that like genuinely surprised me, and I was like, or moved me, or whatever. And like yeah. it's, I can't wait for that to come out in English. And like especially if they do add voices, did they say if they're going to? I guess they didn't say, right? Like if they add voices to it, it's going to be even better because like yeah, I don't think they have some of it's really like impactful and emotional yeah. and like you know kind of like bring a tear to your eye level stuff. But like obviously that's weighed down a little bit when it's just text. But if you actually get voices and the voices are good. The game is going to be yeah. a big hit. They I definitely think. need voices in that game. It feels a little bit like Final Fantasy to me, like in the in the hmm. in the sense of that. Like, I mean, the gameplay itself is pure Dragon Quest, um, but they've they've over the years made managed to make that like access pretty accessible and like user friendly. Like, you get a horse all the time, and you can move around the world fast and everything. But like, the storytelling is goes at a fast clip, and it's interesting. And so it reminded me a little bit of like Final Fantasy Four era. Like, you know, like the story is just constantly yeah. moving, and interesting things are happening. So it's nice that they finally... That was maybe one of their weak points, I would say, in the last couple of games. But mm. they really nailed it on this one. Okay. It's I'm really awesome. starting to wish that I picked up the 3DS version. Because I'm just not at home that often. So finding uh, time to play it on PS4 is, is tough. But I've been putting around with it here and there. And speaking on the no voice thing, I found an area where they sing a song. It's oh, like, God. Is it all text? It's all text. And yeah, <laughs> yeah so it's you all see, text like, on 3DS, too. They're, oh like, God. moving their mouths, and there's one guy who's conducting and doing a little dance, and there's just there's no sound, and you're like, this is okay <laughs> already. <laughs> and the weird thing, too, I feel like I, I might have mentioned this on the podcast before, I'm not sure, but, like, there's a couple of scenes where, like, a dog barks, and it actually barks. Yeah. But then there's, like, parts where, like, a baby cries, and it's text, and it's like, what? Like, it's just really awkward. <laughs> and, and they've and, done baby cries before. I, they have. They like, have. just I reuse mean, the same baby cry. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. Like, hopefully they add voices, because that would be perfect. They gotta. There's no way that that game will sell anything in America. I do hope it comes out on 3DS too, though, because it's really gorgeous on 3DS, and the like the facial animations and expressions and everything are great. Like the game really looks good for a 3DS game. Probably one of the best looking 3DS games they've ever made, I mm. would say. All right. Well, that's. I think I didn't play anything. I meant to play Knack Two. There's a <laughs> Is demo. Is that out? There's a demo. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's a demo of Knack Two out. Uh, I played like 10 minutes of Sonic Mania. Yeah. Oh, I finished Sonic Mania. I haven't finished it yet. I'm getting yeah. close, though, I think. Oh, Splatoon. Uh, there's a new Splatfest coming up. What are you doing, JJ? Flight or invisibility? Um, invisibility? I'm pretty sure I did flight. I think flight. it might be the same. Yeah. Invisibility, like, you're kind of weird if that's what you want. Yeah, right? Yeah. Why? You're kind of, like, I, I mean, mean, you're you mean, not like gonna... you're a pervert or something? Yeah. Right? What do you... I mean, you're either, like, robbing a bank. Yeah. Like, maybe you just want to walk around free. I'd yeah. probably rob a bank. I feel like we all every day we walk around free, except like right. people don't notice us when we're waiting in line. It's either you don't want to be seen because you don't want people to see you. Whoa. That's true. It right. is pretty pause. Whoa. Or or you don't want people to see you because you don't want people to see you looking at them. Because you want to leer. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean I guess if you Or rob a bank. It probably is <laughs> it probably is a bit of a challenge to come up with like you know, positive reasons for society why you would want to be invisible. Right? Um, it should have been like flight or super strength. 
Yeah, that would have been good. That's more balanced. Yeah. <laughs> there are many uses for super strength in modern society, though. Why, Why not? Punch Nazis, I mean, I don't know. Sure, yeah, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah, okay, yeah. You could lift up a car. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if you need to park your car, like parallel park it, you could just lift it up. And like, if you're it, strong yeah. like Goku, your punch will, like, if you're in Texas right now, you could just punch part the waters <laughs> with your punch. Part waters. You know what else I would like to be playing that I'm not? Uh, only because it just came out today and I literally haven't had a chance to go buy it yet, but maybe we'll, maybe we'll talk about it next time, is uh, Everybody's Golf. Mean no Golf. Oh, yeah. That's oh, everybody's tweeting about that. Today it looks awesome. I can't wait. I love that series. Apparently you um, can make a dolphin person. I haven't seen that. You can customize your character a lot, but it's it's got um I think it's got worldwide servers and it's got like online play and stuff and like it looks like every I mean they always look they're really good. I love the series. Is that a Vita? It's PS4. Uh, PS4. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's also a bit cheaper than usual. I think it's like forty bucks or something. It's I think not, it's usually about that. Uh-huh. But are you still yeah. playing the phone game? Uh, I am playing the phone game here and there, but not not a ton. Um, I'm still I play more Pokemon Go than I play Mingo. It'd be cool if there was some like connectivity. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they're running events in the mobile game like to celebrate the launch of the PS4 game, but I don't think it's connected. Yeah. I mean, it's different developers. So yeah, yeah, Another game I want to be playing is Monster Hunter Double Cross. Yeah. But I contemplated buying it. I haven't bought it yet. Did you buy it? No. Mm, I'm thinking um, about it. I'm like on the fence. I need I need people who are going to commit to playing, though. Yeah, the thing is, is that like just as I was thinking about buying it, mm-hmm. all the videos from Monster Hunter World came out. From- yeah from Gamescom and I'm just like it looks okay, really good right. I'm not gonna... that's looking better and better yeah, now I'm kind of glad that it's not coming out to like next spring because I feel like they're just making it better and better yeah. every time yeah. we yeah. see it I'm, it's gonna be playable at TGS Ooh. with a uh, three hour line no we're good <laughs> I'm fucking that's the first thing I'm gonna do when I get there if you go right when you get there you'll, you'll get in yeah, yeah. I don't know. And they, they, at least they, at least ninety minutes. Capcom does, Capcom does the tickets, so you only have to wait when they when the time comes to wait. Really? Yeah. So oh. I would just go there, get a ticket, and then go straight to Sony because if you don't get to Sony at the beginning, then you're never. Pro tips. Wait. Yeah. Um. Anyways, that's uh for games, I guess. Well, uh, why don't we just go straight into the news? Uh, we'll probably have more to talk about next time when Mark is back. Yeah, th- I guess we should have said this at the start instead of now, but obviously this is going to be a shorter episode. There's not a whole lot going on. There's only four of us here because Sarah bailed on us right she, before the podcast. She, she didn't have anything to talk about. It would have been just as... None of us have anything to talk about, but we're here. Yeah, she no. got a new keyboard. Sarah. I was a um, fancy looking keyboard. I was trying to look for the, the gaff thread because there's somebody that actually had a question about Monster Hunter Double Cross for you guys, and I found it. Hold yes. on. And I can't answer. I love, we don't know I the love answer. answering questions. Question, uh, this is from CosmoClock21. Hi, CosmoClock21. Question for the 8-4 crew. Given a Monster Hunter Double Cross Switch's rather tepid 80k sales its first week, <laughs> what's the culture around Monster Hunter like these days in Japan? I have to imagine the days of grabbing a PSP and finding a hunting party everywhere are long gone. Uh, well, I, I mean, it's still pretty big. I think the problem is that it came out so close after Dragon Quest. It's not just that, but I think not. I mean, it's still impossible to buy a Switch here for starters. Yeah. Like, so you have to already own one, basically. And, and then... they screwed themselves by not launching with the Switch. Is it also like this? Isn't yeah? It's not a new game. Would that have like I mean, <laughs> I think of that's course. a big part. Of it. Big yeah, part, I mean, it's yeah. basically the same game that's already on 3DS. Yeah. So a lot of people are already, and it's not just the same game. It's the second edition of a game. Right. So like. It's people are kind of worn out. I, I had fatigue from the first. I played the first game for a hundred hours, and then they right. did double cross. Then I put like eighty hours into that, and like uh, now I'm like, no, no, please. And no they more. got world coming. Yeah, yeah. I mean the culture is going to be different from that, obviously, because it'll be an online thing. It's not mm-hmm. going to be kids at McDonald's mm-hmm. with their PSP. Well, anymore. they still play online. The Monster Hunter 3DS games all had online. So I mean, like back when Cross was the first version. 
Yes. Was that like were you able to just like go anywhere and there are all sorts of people getting together and having monsters? Well, I mean, I'm sure if you or? go to Arcade Butter and stuff, they still do that. But like people th- play online anyway. Yeah. yeah, I still actually even with uh, Double Cross on 3DS, which is again the second one, like the generations like G version or whatever mm-hmm. on on 3DS, I saw t- I knew tons of people who were playing it, act- Japanese people playing it actively still. Like it was still big. I think I think the main issue with Switch is just that it's the same exact game and not everybody can easily get a Switch. Yeah. So yeah. Looks good though. Yeah, I don't think it's a sign that like the the series is in decline no, or anything like that. No, I think World's going to be really and, big. Yeah, I think World's going to be big. Um, so anyway, rest assured, see. Cosmo Clock. It's <laughs> yeah. safe. Twenty one. Cosmo Clock twenty one. <laughs> uh, yeah. So let's do the news, Roy. What's up? News. Why do you put me on the spot? Why do you? Why do you have to? It's like a song and dance. Like Roy's got his sparkly hat on over here. Anyways, Secret Mana remake. Oh hell yeah. Oh, Mark, Mark, wait, Mark's not here. Mark wanted us to shit on that for him. I'm but he's not it here. looks like a Chinese mobile game. But it looks like crap, Graham. I think admit I mean, it. it. Looks, it looks. Admit as, it to yourself. No, I think it probably looks as good as it was ever going to look. I mean, it's not. That is. That means nothing. That no, is it's a statement not. that means absolutely nothing. <laughs> Mon is not a super huge property. Like I don't know what you thought they were going to do if they did do a remake. All you need is like good texture work, and Ma- the Mana series right. was known for its great art, and now it's just like fucking anime it was, bullshit. It was known for its great art on the Super Nintendo. Yeah, this is a remake of a Super. It's Nintendo a remake game, of a right? Super yes. Nintendo. It game. is a completely re- using using the like looks like maybe the engine of the of the more Adventures recent of Robo. Mana, yeah, that's uh, the remake of Super. Uh, I'm not making any excuses. I'm just saying what it is. I you know I, I'm, I'm, I'm in the middle. Like this I, is a game that JJ how, and Mark are on the this is garbage side, and I think Graham like actually yeah, likes right. it, and I'm I'm in the middle. This I mean, is a game that a lot of people love. I love it too. It's yeah. one of my favorites. Yeah. And it deserves a real remake. This is a real remake. <laughs> I mean, it's like, <laughs> get out of here. But I mean, there's there's voice acting. The voice acting seemed kind of like low budget yeah. Disney Channel to me. But oh, I didn't even notice there was voice yeah. acting. Yeah, um, the sound new, new musical arrangements, voice acting by uh, online uh, multiplayer. Kikura-san, the yes, guy yeah, who did the, the original, original music. Yeah, he's Kikuta. coming back. Wait, online yeah. multiplayer? Yep. How the hell? Oh, I didn't see that either. That's great. Online multiplayer. That's awesome. There's no local though. How, how do you? Which is kind of sad. That how do you? Yeah. There's also no Switch version. Which well, I mean, are, so one you're of the dumbest familiar things with Secret of Mana. Not you at have, all. You have a party with three. Let's characters assume in. our listeners aren't either. Okay, so in Secret of Mana, <laughs> basically, you, you get three characters in the game, mm-hmm. and even like on the Super Nintendo, if you had a multi-tap, you could play with three people. Oh. So each person would control a character. I see. Yeah. And so they brought that back, but now you can do it online, which is pretty cool. But there's no Switch version. It's PlayStation 4, Vita, and PC. It seems it seems inevitable to me that they would eventually make a Switch version. They probably didn't do Switch yet because Switch got the, the collection. The collection. So maybe it, look, it looks like a PS2 game. It's like made for fucking the Switch. I did I did kind of think when I saw the trailer, like I didn't think about what it was for, but I assumed like 3DS kind of right. But I mean, Flammy looked really good in that trailer. The the, guys, the white dragon thing. Yeah, but yeah. Standards. I, mean, Let's I have think standards. I think I'm really interested to see if they use that same engine again and then do a remake of Second Incense Three, because then you know you would have. Because then they will add further no, insult then to injury. Because then you could take those three games and put that out as a collection on Switch. <laughs> no, that's not going to happen. Every version of the game ever on Switch. Maybe it's a toe dip into like bringing the series back, you know? See, hey, look, it seems like let's, let's look at the bright side, the positives here. I mean, it's a, it's a really good playing game. Yeah, it's a great um, game. We don't know that. probably is going to have like a localization that actually makes sense now. Because let's True. face it, the Super Nintendo game made no sense at all. It so. had a lot of problems. Um, yeah. One and, of them being that the game was supposed to be a CD game, they just like cut most sure. of it. And then also... But they also the localization the was just bad. Well, like, I mean, apparently, I mean, 
like bad. the font was just so huge that he had to cut most of the text to make anything fit. No, so it's that's not good. Just most of it got truncated. But yeah, but the you know that was in the the Stone Ages of like yep. pre localization. That didn't localization wasn't even a thing. Then. The legend but, is that Wolseley had two weeks to do it. I do. Oh gosh, <laughs> I do like I do like that the mini map is the Super Nintendo graphics. Yes. In the top right corner, that's you got really a little cool. mini map the whole time. Yeah. And it shows the Super Nintendo graphics for sure. that area, which also makes me think maybe there's no new areas at all. So it's just like a straight here's the game again. But I mean, I'm I'm gonna give it a fair shake. Let's play online. We can play online. Yeah, so. and then it comes also, out February fifteenth. So after you guys get yourselves some Giddy Chucko, why don't you get yourself some? <laughs> and the collector's edition looks super Giddy awesome because they've also got like a six-page pop-up picture book and stuff. Like oh. they're going really all out on the the limited edition, which is neat. It's nicer than on all the tchotchkes, but not on the fucking game. <laughs> and then they got like three little figurines. I think it looks fine. I mean, you're overreacting. No, I'm not. <laughs> if uh, Marcos here would be much worse. Yeah, so. <laughs> I'm letting you off easy. Uh, so an actual news that's exciting uh the yakuza team announced some new games a whole shit ton of stuff um yakuza kiwami 2 which is a remake of yakuza 2 yep uh which uh follows uh kiryu kazuma when he goes down to osaka punches a tiger and then goes home that's the whole story (laughs) you don't have to play it now you know you know the whole thing Um, i'm excited for that just because like i am finding myself getting drawn more into yakuza with the the re-releases because it kind of feels like they're like I haven't missed the boat, you know? It's like a second chance to yes. get back into the series. Well, yeah, one, exactly. one to four, especially, were really good with the story. Mm. I feel like I feel like the, those... It was like a... You know, they had a professional writer. I mean, he's not back for this, but it's his story they're basing on anyway, yeah. so... They're, they are going to be adding some new uh, plot elements, scenarios, they say. And um, also, you'll be able to play as Goro Majima. Majima yeah. ah, which nice. is... Uh, uh, for the first time, I think? Majima, no, he was in no. Zero. Oh, he's in he Zero. Okay. zero. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. For the first time in two, though, you were you couldn't oh, play. Oh yeah, you couldn't play before. Yeah. before. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, no, yeah. Um, but also, they announced the new lead from the Yakuza series. Yep. Kiyosu Kazuma is going to retire. So they were they were serious when they said that six was the end of his story. Yes, six well, is gone. So we'll see how long this lasts. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, his name is uh, Kazuga Ichiban. Does he look exactly the same? No, no. He's like <laughs> I'm surprised. He's like the opposite. So Kiryu Kazuma is this kind of cool and collected badass. Right. Uh, uh, Kasuga is he, and it's funny because Kiryu Kazuma has a white suit with a red shirt. He has a white shirt with a red suit. <laughs> His hair is like a bad perm. It's like a bad perm, <laughs> and, and like it's all frizzed. out of control. Um, and he's also very kind of like a loose cannon, excitable, huh. r- more rough. He's like rough around the edges. I'm surprised. Um, but his thing is like his his mom was like a soapland girl, seems, like a sex up, worker. Yeah, yeah, he grew up yeah. in Kamurocho, and uh, yeah, that seems like a very different direction for the series because like from what I've played so far from Kiwami and whatever the one before that was is like kind of the point of the main character is that he's so calm and collected when the people around him are like that. Yeah. So I'm yeah, I mean, at least it opens up an opportunity for maybe a different kind of storytelling or something, but we'll see if that actually, you know, if that actually works Which out. Which is, but, of course, not the first time they've done it. The PSP games, the Black Panther games, had a, a much younger main character as well. Those weren't about QD either. Yeah. And the Black Panther games went away, so I don't know, maybe if this guy... Also, I mean, if this one doesn't back. do that well, then they're going to go right they back were, to Kiryu. They were like kind of weird, though. Those games <laughs> weren't were, yeah. like full Yakuza games. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with them. I mean, mm. uh, visually, he doesn't do a whole lot for me, but yeah. I'm sure they'll find a way to make me fall in love with them. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Graham. Yeah. You watch Shock? I am. <laughs> I am. <laughs> because they also announced uh, Fist of the North Star. Hokuto no, Hokuto no Gotoku. Gotoku. Yeah. I can't even say it. It's like a tongue twister. Hokuto Hokuto no Gotoku. Gotoku. Uh, the Way of the North Star, I, I guess, guess you would translate it as. But they're just calling it a Fist of the North Star game. It is a 
new story in the Fist of the North Star universe made by the Yakuza team. Um, in the Zero engine. In the I mean, Zero. The not Z- the Six engine. Not the Dragon one. engine, but yeah, yeah. the uh, Zero engine. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. Huh. Um, basically, uh, Kenshiro, the main character of Fist of the North Star, travels to this faraway city called Eden in hopes of finding his lost love, Yuria. Uh, rumored to be among those living in Eden. And, that uh, really came out of nowhere. I mean, I was not expecting that at it, but all. But it makes total sense. Yeah, yeah sure. I mean, it makes total sense, but it's also like, I don't I don't know, do, did, do, I, do they need to be distracted from the Yakuza series with this? Like, it just... I feel like they are so well, efficient that they can just, whatever, put another game on the production out, line. Because, yeah. I mean, the last Fist of the North Star game was a Musou game. Yeah, and right. obviously, I mean, those... Ken's Rage and Ken's Rage 2. Yeah, I mean, they don't play fantastically, whereas if you put that were in a Yakuza game, it's going to be pretty sure. fucking badass. The combat should be fun yeah, yeah. and it, it does look pretty bloody like the anime yeah. and stuff and like they show it look they had to show some silly stuff too like him punching the dude into the sky he does like he has like a he, he was in a bar shaking up a martini yeah it, right and i think it's just kiryu's voice actor it is yeah it is uh, yeah, Takaya Kuroda <laughs> is he, like so if you need more uh kiryu that's where he went after Kens- he retired Kenshiro is more or less like a, a really buff kiryu so and then there was a third game uh yeah. was there yeah because they also announced a, a mobile game Oh. It's going to be Yakuza that, Mobile property. That is not what? on my list of yeah, so that's a good reason. Tell us about we it. don't actually know anything about it aside from that it is going to be a free-to-play Yakuza game. And then also, um, I believe Sega of America was putting out like a poll for people in the West. Like, which of these are you most interested in? We could like rank it one to five. All of them. I don't know. I mean, I not the mobile. One. Yeah, we can't. I don't know what to say about that mobile until I actually like see what it who, is. Who can? I'm, how well, could this ever? No, I'm curious about it. Roy's no. gonna jump ship from Graham. Graham well, no, no, no. It'll be over. I'm just like, you want to get Kiryu in a swimsuit? It's just. Well, it's hard to imagine what the gameplay would be like. You know, because yeah, but I mean, gameplay is a word that is being thrown around here very loosely. <laughs> I mean, Yakuza. I mean, it has. It hasn't always been just the Kiryu punching guys things. Like there've been all the side stuff. Exactly. I mean, it's gonna. Like, it's gonna be like it's a hostess the, club simulator. That'd well, be pretty dope. I think it's gonna be like the like the battling gang thing from Yakuza from 6? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, that's probably what it's gonna be. I mean, I imagine you could have like a whole selection of things that you can do and then yeah. maybe you have a little hub you can, I don't know, hit a pumpkin. Like, I'm, <laughs> it's, it's up to them. They're the game developers. But All, all I know is that this, this discussion is already dead. <laughs> yeah, I'm all about those segues. <laughs> Street Fighter Five newest character, Manat. Is, yeah, is that the one like, with the orb? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. like six orbs. Uh, she has a lot of orbs. That's a lot of orbs. Yeah. Did, she's, uh, did she come out of nowhere, or do we know this is coming? She uh, was in one of the stories for yeah, the, so basically, the She's another character in the Season 2 DLC lineup, mm-hmm. and the first character in it was Akuma slash Goki. And then the rest of them are just characters that are new to the Street Fighter franchise. So characters that have not been playable before. Right. And so, yeah, I think Minot was in one of the earlier story mode things. The, and she seems like... The orb just makes everybody want to associate with her with Rose, but she seems like a pretty interesting, like tricky trap kind of character. Yeah, she is. Mm. you know, uh, the internet has taken a liking to her. Yeah, she seems complicated. She dances. Which is, she dances. She's a belly dancer, and the animation in her dances is really good. Yeah. It's very good. Yeah, but it's also she's uh, so far the characters in the DLC have been really refreshing because they've all been very different. Yeah, they all take a very different take on the classic Street Fighter playstyle, and she as well seems much more complicated to play, just like harder to play than other characters that's, that have come before. That'd be nice so. to see. This is like the first Street Fighter Five character design that, that I is like. good. Yeah, yeah, uh, like shockingly good. Yeah, they've all been kind of trashy, uh, kind of really trashy. I waited for so long to finally get a Canadian in Street Fighter, and then yeah. it was fucking Abigail. Yeah. The character from Final Fight, just yeah. that giant fucking bruise. Oh my god! Like a just giant slab of meat. Yeah, <laughs> serious, like a head. Serious monkey paw situation. So I'm never gonna wish for anything ever again. Is Abigail one of the Andre clones? Or I don't, I don't. He I, was from Final Fight. He was from Final I know. Fight. I don't know if it was Andre, Andre was the Final Fight too, though. Andre. 
Yeah, yeah, I don't. I'm not sure. I'm gonna look him up. I think so because he's kind of wearing the same Street clothes. Fighter at all. Canadians don't get a good time with. I mean, we have Abigail. We have like Bear Hugger. Yeah, Bear Hugger. Yeah, you know, so Hagar, for me, like Hagar always seemed like he was Canadian. Yeah, well, no, I mean, he's, he's from a, Chicago. I know, but you know, he kind of has this Canadian. Well, he's, he's like he's Mike Ditko with from Metro City. I know, but he's, he's probably from New I mean, York. But, yeah, yeah, I don't know. You, anyway. guys, you, you, can, you can have Hagar. He can't be in this because he's in Marvel. So I yeah. see who Abigail yeah. was, and no, it wasn't who I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. Of, but anyway, okay. Uh, but yeah, be on the lookout for that on August 29th, So it's already out. And there's only one character left in this round of DLC. Yes, and I there's one thing, guys. Don't make fucking like I know she's from Egypt. But if you're going to make a mummy costume, make her a mummy and not just have, like, bandages over her privates. Yeah. yeah. Like, come yeah. on, guys. What year is it? Um, <laughs> seriously. Okay. Uh, Sony dropping the price of PlayStation VR by 50 bucks. Really? That doesn't matter. I can't buy can't it. Right, buy it. right. That's the yeah. whole point. That's why, like, when I saw this, this now it's article. Now even harder to find. Thank you, Polygon.com, for all the uh, articles that you provide, which is funny because uh, most of these people that I take articles from are going to be on the podcast during TGS. Um, but, yeah, actually, so it's dropping $50, but not really. They're re- uh, uh, releasing a new bundle that will come with the headset and a PlayStation camera for three ninety nine. So they're getting rid of the just VR Thing. Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, but the other bundle that had all of the above and the PlayStation Move controllers is dropping from four ninety nine to four forty nine. Oh, so that is a fifty dollar drop. Yeah, thing. it yeah. is a fifty dollar yeah. drop, but it's like an effective drop because you need the it's the same price, but you get no, the you don't because I mean you could well you, the previous one was I think four forty nine yeah. and now it's three ninety nine. So it just, yeah, it's, it's just coming drop. with the camera now for the same okay. price. Hope I mean, I'd love to be able to yeah get. Yeah, one. I was gonna say there's no word on like we're making more. Well, I mean, by the I way. think I think like in in North America you can just buy them, right? Like you can it's just not as hard as Japan. Japan only, hard. only Japan is like completely crippled with uh, you know shortages of came hardware. Out, came out in like October or November or something, yeah. and they're still doing lotteries. And like the, it, we're yeah. almost a full year in, and I just can't I can't buy one. The problem with that is because the Vive and the Oculus are extremely prohibitively expensive here, mm. um, which is uh, hopefully changing because not only did the Rift drop its price, which I think we talked about on the podcast. Uh, the Vive also just dropped its price, $200, to four ninety nine or $599. Um, but yeah, it but costs people, over $1,000 here. Sure, but people don't really PC game here anyway, though. That They do play on PlayStation, though, and they yeah. still can't buy it, which is, that's the yeah. really shitty thing. But there's no alternative, really. Yeah. So. Uh, pour one out for our friends, uh, Miiverse. Our friend, the Miiverse. <laughs> what's what's going on? The Miiverse is going, going, yeah. going November, home. November 8th going at 1 a.m. Lord. Remind me what Miiverse was. Was that, message board. was that Wii U? You don't know what Miiverse was? Well, like, it's Me- one of those terms I hear across Miiverse different... Miiverse was a place that kids gathered to talk about things. You know how everybody draws shit in Splatoon above their characters? Yeah. It was like a whole social network devoted to that. So, but was that for that was three, 3DS? Wii U and, and 3DS. Okay, wow, that's kind of... It came to 3DS what later, about, right? What yeah. about yeah. Switch? Because like, they still no, have that. On that's a different thing. Yeah. That's a different thing. So I'll still see my art in Splatoon yep. then. Yep, yep. Okay, well I'm fine. Or one out for me verse. It was um, cool. I mean, it's I've been it's like been disappointing week, about yeah, but the Switch doesn't have like any bells or whistles. Like it's just a console that like plays a game. Like they don't have that kind of extra stuff that here's a thing you can do on the Switch. I think they it. sort of realize though that that stuff doesn't actually like pay dividends. You know what I mean? It's like that's like a sort of thing that's like cool to have, but actually yeah, but, like, people I, are fine without it. You can't even fucking like street pass or anything. Well, I like, do I, hope Switch gets street pass eventually. Not having that is pretty mm, lame. Right, but, there's no but, incentive yeah. to like have a Switch on me ever. Yeah, to play so, games. Except it's not a handheld. You can, oh, I can hold it. I have hands. I haven't brought mine with me just because. I brought my. It's not. I brought mine. We played in the car all the time. I don't really anymore, but I would if the, if the right game came yeah, along yeah. with like some kind of street pass. Thing. Yeah, 
when Mario comes out, you better believe I'm going to be playing that shit wherever I go. Fuck y'all. Capcom re-releases Street Fighter 2 on an SNES cartridge. Bought. Yeah. $100. Bought. $100. Did you get the uh, the glowy the glowy Bronco? You don't know and you don't know until they ship it to you. Oh. Yeah, there's like 4,001 and 1,000 of the other, right? That's right. There's so I guess the glowy Bronco one is 5,500 I think and then 1,000 of them 4, are 4,550 are the red cart and uh like a sure you get 1,000 is the glow in the dark Blanca green. Uh, and what we're talking about glow is glow in the dark. Yeah. Yeah. God damn. Okay, yeah, yeah sure. Uh, and um, <laughs> I'm in now. Yeah. Well, what we're talking about is uh, Capcom, with the uh, cooperation of I Am 8-Bit, are re-releasing Street Fighter 2 on an actual SNES, playable SNES cart. Uh, almost like a vinyl re-release. Kind uh, of. It's not official. Cards. I mean, it's not like Nintendo doesn't endorse it, but it is a real Super Nintendo cartridge that yeah. will work on a Super Nintendo. With the caveat that, did you see the warning that comes with it? I did not. Uh there's a warning that it might light your Super Nintendo on fire, so <laughs> and they are not responsible if it does. <laughs> Basically, if Nintendo Super Nintendo is a vintage home system, and there is a chance that this really? will that it will go on fire. Is so what it I, says. Well, hold on, I have a couple questions. One, which version of the game is this? Super, uh, just Street Fighter Two. Oh, just the original Street Fighter Two. Street Fighter Two Super Nintendo. So did they just take old? Like the actual like the chips inside of them, they just gut old cartridges. No, no, I'm sure. New well, that, I actually don't know that for sure, but I, I imagine they're just. Ma- it's not hard to manufacture those EPROMs. Are, they're probably just manufacturing okay. cartridges. But because I'm, I'm wondering where this like explosion warning is coming from. Like, uh, the, well, the, the, it's, the it's legal text, and it's it's. The thing is, it says that it's a vintage console. I think the point is, I don't. I have no idea. I'm completely guessing, but I imagine some lawyer was like, anything older than this, you could be held accountable for. So if you don't say this, because it's like a 30 year old system, yeah, or 20 or whatever. Older, so older electronics can therefore, be, can, like can the I, odds of it actually lighting up on fire are pretty low. I, probably as likely as we are to like combust. But like, you I know, mean, I dare you to break say Super that. Nintendo. Like, just try. Like, you're not. That thing's oh, a tank. Wait, wait what that's about true. The, the price? We're okay with the price. Like, it's a hundred dollars. But why? A, is, that seems it's unreasonably a, expensive. It's an item for gatherers. It comes with things. It's an Omega. I don't know, I don't know what things. It's a Super Nintendo game. Not... I tweeted this this morning, what? but like, by the time I got around to deciding if I wanted it already, I had already put my credit card info in and bought it. Like, it was it was automatic uh, impulse. I mean, like, are, are the parts, the, the raw materials needed to make one of these that fabulously rare? Well, if they actually produced... It's the, probably not super the cheap. Yeah, they had to actually like start up a manufacturing line to make cartridges, uh, I guess. Okay. Which would be there'd be money associated with that. I mean, I'm sure in, it doesn't cost them a hundred dollars, but God, that's the whole point yeah. of doing these things. Yeah. They yeah. make right, money right. off them. Does it come in like a bo- like an old school box and with a manual? A manual? Yeah. It will have a manual, Tri- and it will have some other stuff as a well. A new box with a trifold design with glistening foil sheen, delicately embossed, textured chic spot varnish. Wow, those are some good that adjectives. A, yeah, I, I was going to say adjectives. Can you raise the price with every adjective? So yeah, no, I think it's probably this expensive because they're only making like five thousand. Them. All right. Yeah, people They're, are unhappy about that, but whatever. I mean, this is—it's a collector's item. It's—it's it's meant to be, you know, yeah, a cool yeah. sort of limited yeah, thing. It's—it's got to be cool because you would never play Street Fighter Two, like vanilla Street Fighter Two. Like, why? Would, right. You're not. You're never going to do. People that, are so. more excited about the concept of buying a Super Nintendo cart in 2017, cool. and that there cool. will be more. I guarantee you, more people are going to do this now, especially that they're seeing the demand for this. What kind of uh, glow in the dark cart would you guys want to see next? Oh, zombies ate my neighbors, man. Go. go all in on glow in the dark. I wanna, I wanna glow in the dark. Uh, haunted, starring um, what's his name? Uh, spooky guy. What's the fucking the, the Genesis EA game where you went uh, haunted? Uh, I, I know. Total, the is that the EA so, game? 
Yeah, the EA game. Oh, I know. I don't remember his name. I know he had a name. He had a name. I'll look. While you're looking it up, no, I was gonna say I I would actually be way way more excited about if they did this with like if Square did this with like say Sega Genesis three or something. Like take a game that didn't get localized Uh, properly, localize it and put a Super Nintendo version. That would be like insta sell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would totally do that. Uh, Speaking of uh, things nobody wants, uh, Final Fantasy fifteen Pocket Edition. Oh, so super deformed. So uh, I yeah. thought it was cute. I think it's hideous. I think it's cute, honestly, but not what I, I want. I prefer it. I prefer it this way. Like Go on. it makes because like I can't take them <laughs> seriously on. in the graphics on the right. PS4. They are kind of caricatures of real humans. Yeah. So I get that. Yeah. So like this makes it easier for me to accept how stupid they are. All right. Yeah, we're on the same page, JJ. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's coming. It's coming to your iOS, Android, or Windows 10 mobile device. Um, is it the same <laughs> game? What is it? It's an episodic retelling of the, oh. the main game. All right, all right. But it does. It did seem like it had combat. It had like you yeah. can go around town and like you know walk around, drive. You can go in the car. So it did seem like you know there's quite a bit of functionality in it. Like considering it's a phone game, I was kind of surprised. Yeah, it looked good. Hmm. Um, and so last but not least, we got uh, Nintendo released a kind of Nintendo Direct style Nindies uh, showcase. Uh, PAX. Showing, yeah, pre, well, pre, prior to PAX. Pre, prior yeah. to PAX. Uh, it was on YouTube um, showing off some uh, Nintendo Switch indie games. And uh, there was a lot of good looking stuff there. The biggest one being a new trailer for uh, No More Heroes 2. Oh, hell yeah. Travis Strikes Back. That looked Travis Strikes Again. Travis again. Yeah, this is number three, JJ. Is it's, it number three? No, oh, no it's not God, No More Heroes 3. I, no, no, no. I, mean, I just mean it's the third No More Heroes game. It's not the second one. Yeah, yeah no, because there was No More Heroes 2 on the Wii. Yeah, I like but totally. It's not, it's, I don't think this is. If this was No More Heroes 3, you would have called it No More Heroes 3. So I think it's supposed to be yeah. this kind of like side. Because, I mean, No More Heroes 3, if you've been following the, the lore. It should probably be Shinobu, like his student. Like, it should be a different character now, mm, but uh, I'm looking forward to this. I mean... It looks great. Yeah. But it's just a trailer. It doesn't yeah, show any gameplay. Yeah, the trailer looks great. I mean... The trailer uh, looks cool. But if you, if you take dubstep and combine it with it has the things soul shading. I, it has the things I liked about No More Heroes in it, so it still so, feels like a No More Heroes Yeah, it was so yeah, yeah. It was a great trailer. It I had, like, it's like a little fucking pimping Unreal Engine in the middle yeah. of it where they like had a stealth frame yeah, and he had Unreal like, shirt on distinguished yeah. because it's on Switch you, you know they got a discount for that <laughs> they're gonna get that HD rumble for when you want to recharge your saber oh that's gonna be awesome man yeah. oh, that's, uh, there was uh, quite a few good looking indie games in this thing though. there like, were I was actually I watched it you know a little while ago and I was kind of surprised like, golf, golf story looks lit it golf looks story. good golf yeah. RPG I'm all about that. I mean, yeah, just uh, Mario Golf was fun. It seems like somebody finally sat down and thought they should make another Mario Golf, like yeah, a color one again. Yeah. yeah, Shovel Knight, King of Cards, looks great. A four joint. Did you hear the music uh, in the background too? Like it's uh, it's it was low, but like if you listen, it was remixed like music from the original no, game. Like with it's, it sounds really good. Was it his theme? Was it the whole the uh, I don't remember. Yeah, again? maybe I don't remember yeah. which theme it was, but whatever theme it was, it was like remixed in a way. I, I love how like if you look at the UI closely, it's all like got it out like this like gold <laughs> gold trim on the on like the letters and stuff yeah. like because he's king knight it's really cool um we also got super meat boy forever forever uh it's super meat boy that game never hit with me i i, I get it i know people like it love it but like mm, just yeah. not for me same uh we got kentucky route zero tv edition so it's the only console version of kentucky route zero That's and cool. it will come with the final episode mm. Mm. i have been waiting years to play this game because I don't really? want to play Oh, oh you, you wanted to wait for the whole I thing to be out. I want to play the whole thing to be I'm, out. I'm in the same boat. I would. Looks amazing. SteamWorld Dig 2, all about it. Looks um, really good. We got, uh, though, this was the one I think I was interested the most. Morphe's Law. That was interesting. 
Uh, it's like you play as these kind of like Day of the Dead skeleton robots, um, and it's like a 4v4 arena shooter where if you shoot someone, uh, where whatever body part you shoot them uh, gets smaller on them and larger on you. So if I shoot Roy in the arm, his arm will slowly disappear, but mine will become ginormous. Mm. Um, and so then you, you gain a weakness based on your strength. You gain a weakness based on your strength, but then also it changes how the your character plays. Mm. Um, like if you get your, your someone shoots you in the body too much, you become like a head and legs, and you like have to carry your gun with one leg. Or like if your head is almost missing, like you get this rocket launcher. It's it's a really interesting looking mm. game. Um, Really original. Um, I just think that's a neat way to sort of like balance the gameplay. Because if you're doing really well, then it gives you a handicap. And then right. if you die, it resets it. I just think that's a neat way to sort of keep the, the playing field fair. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and it just looks really hilarious and fun. That's true. Uh, next up, we got Sausage Sports Club. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a, you're a bunch of like <laughs> miniature dogs. So you're like a little bunch of wiener dogs fighting each other in arena fighter. It looks fun. Do you have like guns and swords and stuff? Uh, there are things that you it's a physics based, based multiplayer game where a bunch of animals are competing on a reality TV show huh alright uh, Yono and the Celestial Elephants just really cute overhead yeah it did look pretty cute didn't yeah. it yeah Floor Kids you like breakdancing guys Love actually it. that looks really good it does look cool I don't know how you play I don't really get like what the gameplay would be but like it sounded awesome and if it's like Tony Hawk for breakdancing I'm all about it I would yeah it, it looked really good and I like the visual style a lot it was very unique like like the Breakdancing movements look authentic, but at the same time, like the animation and the and the art style was unique. I hadn't really seen anything mm. look like that before. Mm. Plus, Kid Koala, that's pretty cool. Yeah, Poly Bridge, game where you make bridges. Hell yeah, I like that. Architecture. I like bridges. <laughs> Architecture. I'm a fan. Um, this one, I'm pretty sure I'm pronouncing it right, and I hope I'm not though. Uh, Vulver Blade. <laughs> Vulva Blade. It starts with a W. Oh, is that like Rustan like wannabe game? Yeah, or, it's like yeah. a side scrolling thing. So it could be Wolverbraid Blade. <laughs> <laughs> if it was Japanese, it would be Wolverbraid. Sure. Um, <laughs> but it, it, I think it's Vulverblade. Okay. I'm having a hard time saying this. Uh, I don't know about that one. It, it, like, I it like that okay. style of gameplay, but I wasn't so hot on the art style. And like art direction in games like that means a lot to me. Yeah. Um, another game that I'm, I'm pretty pumped about: Nine Parchments. It's a uh, what that? they're calling a spell 'em up, <laughs> but it looks like it looks like Gauntlet. Huh? I think I missed that one entirely. Yeah, look good. Uh, and but wait, then, so what do you do? What do you? Uh, what's the game? It's a uh, just you cast spells, cast spells, and fight enemies. It's a uh, oh, you mean a spe- it's like, uh, like yeah. it's, I thought when you said spell 'em up, you mean like magic? I thought it, I, I thought think even like it's like a spelling bee simulator or something. Like typing oh, the dead. I guess yeah, yeah. With the name Nine Parchments, <laughs> I guess it could sound spell like 'em up. I was like, oh, okay, cast them up. <laughs> okay, magic that's, that's up. I don't know, guys. <laughs> Cast him up is better. At least <laughs> it looks like Gauntlet, and I like Gauntlet. Okay, um, it's like Gauntlet with spelling. I was like, and then uh, last up, we got Light Fingers. Wait, that's not last, because the- there's a there's a Integrates game uh, called something something Dragon something Dragons Marked for Death. I yeah, yeah. <laughs> they didn't have it on this list. Dragons Mark for Death, though, and it looks good. It's, it's like a, a it's like a three player brawler. It's yeah. a three player b- three player brawler. That's hard to say fast. Uh. Um, but it's like uh, you know, it looked like Guardian Heroes or something. Like like not like a, when you first said three player brawler to me, I thought you meant like arena based. No, no, but no, it's no, actually no. like yeah, a, a side scrolling yeah. like adventure it's like game, a, a co-op, with RPG elements, co op beat 'em up kind of thing. Take that, na- take that game name out of your mouth. <laughs> Did not look like gun. Uh, I called. Guardian I Heroes. called on the sacred guardian heroes. Sorry. No, I mean it looks. It looks good. It, is, it looks more like um, 
That looks more like Rastan than. I've always, no. I mean, I've always really liked Inti's pixel graphic style. So I mean, yeah. it look, it looks like Gunvolt. I mean, it's obviously the same team and everything because they're sure. not that huge. So I mean, it's just it, it's got a very good visual look to it as well. Yeah, I'll, I'll play it. Yeah. Totally. I like it. I'm that, excited uh, for it. And I guess you know it's on Switch, so you can have a have a Switch party. Yeah, yeah. Switch parties and uh, yeah, Lightfingers is a turn-based multiplayer game where up to four players compete on magically enhanced boards, like a board game almost. It looked really interesting. It's a bad name though. Lightfingers. Light, light Huh. It's interesting that <laughs> that all these original indie games are showing up on Switch. Like, I wasn't expecting... I don't know, I just wasn't... You kind of expect Switch to just get the ports of everything else, but they actually got a lot of original stuff. I feel like it's a good system for indie games. They're trying. They're trying hard, at least. I feel like they're also trying to tap into all those people who were, I don't know, making games for 3DS. And maybe they don't mm. have the resources that they need to make a huge jump to PS4 or whatever, and they can sure. you know, maybe Switch would be a comfortable home for them. Well, plus the indie market, the indie like scene on PS4 is kind of saturated now, so they're maybe it's looking for a new shit. home. Yeah. They've migrated. Mm. It's it's the new Vita. Sure. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And with that, oh, hold on, are we gonna? We didn't talk about this. All right, you should bring up that edge list, the Hundo. Oh, I don't want to do the that. Hundo, man. The Hundo. They Get the Hundo. It. People's what top 100 lists? I mean, we've been talking about hunt top 100 lists because um, the 1500th issue of Famitsu came out this week in yeah. Japan, which Famitsu. is a big deal. 1500 issues. What other game magazine can say that in the world? None. Probably none. I think. <sighs> um, but yeah, in their 1500th issue, they had a. Was it a top 100? Top 100, yep. Top 100 games list. Uh, and so and this was all like uh, readership votes. Everybody would just like vote in. Because up until now, they've been doing um, by genre every week. So they'd have like the top 10 for RPGs or action games or puzzle games. And this is at the and end it's always it, bad when you leave it to the readers. It's always bad, yeah. But now, so this is the overall top 100 for all the votes that they received. Of and everything. Actually, of everything, yeah. And you're going to have to... Let's just give them the highlights. But like, what was like... Uh, hold on. You're... Oh, there we go. Yeah. I'm right uh, here. So I think... Did somebody pull up the... Because Edge also did got, a similar list recently because the they do a thing list. every single year and uh, they updated it for 2017. So maybe it'd be fun. I don't know. You can really tell like how different just the Japanese market yeah. is from the rest of the world. Because I mean, well, like a couple highlights just for me because I read through it earlier today. Like there are a lot of Hatsune Miku games on this list. Which is just weird. There are like three or four. There's a whole bunch of Sakura Tyson, the Sakura Wars series. There's a lot of that. One is actually clocking in at the very first one at number nine. Yeah, the number ten game on this list is Shenmue, which which to me says that. I mean, I think I think it's an interesting. Watch your words, John. It's, no, no, no. I'm not I'm not dogging Shenmue, but I mean, nobody under the age of like 25 knows what Shenmue no. is. Like, it's basically saying that hey, the probably the majority of the audience for the game magazine here that's so big as this is like 40 year old dude dudes. yeah i mean if 10 is shenmue and 9 is sakura tyson yeah like, which nobody even gives a shit about anymore like, it's like how long ago did sakura and tyson of course they have the classics in there too the chrono triggers and then they have the ones that are super huge now too like splatoon splatoon is coming in number i mean three number two is yeah. dragon quest 3 which i totally think is a valid like top 10 game but like obviously a game that nobody young would ever vote for um, just definitely one one you know thing about these lists. I'm not gonna say it's good or bad, but it's also since it's people just voting in. It's what do I remember right now? So sure. you're gonna have a, things heavily skewed towards recent things like number five, Breath of the Wild, number four, and Nier Automata, very deserving. And then like number one, the best game ever made is Persona Five. <laughs> so right. it's it's very much like what did I play this Never year kind of thing. Yeah, man, which is kind of weird. What was Edge? What was Edge's like top ten? Top ten. So uh, I'll start at ten. Resident Evil Four. Okay. Quality, quality Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. Sure. Number nine, Ocarina of Time. Mm-hmm. Good. Quality, quality, yeah. quality Ocarina of Time. <laughs> One of the best. Uh, eight, <laughs> Super Mario Galaxy 2. Yeah. Okay. Seven quality. was Tetris, just straight up Tetris. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Uh, six, Half Life 2. 
Okay. Five, Fair. Bloodborne. Yeah. Mm. Mm, this seems no, kind of recent yeah, high no, for me. No. Top ten of all time. You didn't even this, play it. You didn't even play I it. I played for like two you hours. You did not even play it. Number four. It's no Super Metroid. The Last of Us. Okay. I I, that I could I would I would say could be in like the top twenty ish. Mm. Three Grand Theft Auto Five, it did mm. it made not a big mine. impact on I like other, it. People, other people. I would put three sure. in that list, but not five. Number two Dark Souls, I gotta agree with that. I, yeah, I, that's in my top ten. Any any top one hundred list without Dark Souls in the top three is not a good list. I agree. Wait, so Dark Souls is number two. Then what was number one? Breath mm. of the Wild. Oh, that's yeah, also too too new for like. Yeah, yeah it's not it's not the best Zelda game. It's, not even the best three D Zelda. It's game. not my number one. I think the the criteria to be in the like top twenty of a list like that is there they need to be able to stand the test of time. Where and if a game that hasn't proven that shouldn't be in the top twenty. Sure, and that that's true. I mean, there needs to be a little bit of it, like a time limit uh, lapse, I guess, before you're allowed to like vote something in. Yeah. My how I judge the quality and integrity of any magazine is where Super Metroid placed on their list. Is it on? <laughs> uh, like, where, like, I will check. I'm sure because it like is. really, if it's not in the top three, you're doing it wrong. Uh, I don't think either. I don't even think it would be in the but top 100 just, in Japan, would just it? Just to give a, a quick, because we just got the top 10 from Edge. The top 10 from Famitsu is 10 Shenmue, 9 Sakura Wars, 8 Chrono Trigger, 7 Danganronpa Version 3, 6 Final Fantasy 7. Fuck. Five Breath of the Wild, four Nier Automata, three Splatoon, two Dragon Quest three, one Persona five. So let's go back here and see. I don't think Super Metroid, by the way, for Edge was number twenty six. So top mm. top what are, what's twenty seven and twenty five? <laughs> what's what? What's twenty seven and twenty five? Good question. Twenty seven was Eco. Okay. Twenty five was Demon Souls. All right, uh, that's uh, good company. That's yeah, good company. Yeah. That's I think bad. Edge's list is g- g- going to have all good games. So but that obviously, one is, you can I mean, argue the order. Engineered by critics, so I mean they have uh, sure. a lot more insight. I don't think Super Metroid is on this list at all. That yeah. would be a that's too bad crime. So yeah, that's, that's but I mean this list. I mean it's even if it is fan voted, there's a lot of things in there that really confuse me. Like somewhere in the mid '80s, there was Sonic Unleashed, <laughs> which is like that doesn't have any place on what? any list ever. No. Maybe Sonic, worst worst one hundred. Sonic World Adventure. Sonic like World Adventure. Yeah. Well, you know, you said like it's about also what people remembered. I wonder if it's like I like Sonic. there was a big marketing yes. push or like you know their friends played it. And <laughs> I don't know. How you, <laughs> I don't know. Why is massive action game on here? Mag. Yeah, mag is on there. That Mag-a's game like was out for two weeks. What? The- <laughs> I, I, what? Yeah, it kind of depends on how you deliver your votes for this too, right? Because it's it's entirely possible that like three people voted for you know Sonic Unleashed and it made the list or well, something. Well, because actually they um it, when you get higher up in the in the list it says how many points it got, and I don't know if the points are direct translation to how many votes it got. But, right. So right. I mean, you have at least an idea of you know what a gap there was. But it is. I think it's like you know it's fun to talk about this stuff regardless. But I I also think like if we want to just put a little Japan, Japan spin Japan on this, Japan was a waste. Like, what do you mean? This this country cannot be saved. <laughs> Why? Because of their top 100 games? This is a terrible they have, list. They have good games in there. But um, I think the more interesting thing, though, is that, like, there's a magazine here that's at number 1500 that literally comes out every single week. Yep. And is still, like, you know, has big world exclusives all the time and is, like, fun to read. Like, as somebody who came from the media and who, you know, understands how much of a dying, like, medium this is, I think it's really cool that we get magazines like this still. Like, it's really awesome to look forward to a magazine like that whether you agree with what their readers think or not uh i think it's something worth celebrating so yeah, happy birthday Femitsu. Yeah, it's more just interesting or Is anniversary i guess it's yeah. more of an anniversary although tomorrow they do say that uh september 1st is Femitsu day because Femitsu, when you break it into numbers is 832 so august 32nd is technically september 1st i guess so they call it Femitsu <laughs> day. The how do we japan stretch. loves to do that thing with numbers how do we celebrate what do we do buy a copy of Femitsu and support the game industry the game the uh capitalism, print right? game media capitalism. Let's, capitalism. Let's, let someone pay you for a good review uh no uh, <laughs> anyway that's just a joke they don't do that um but yeah 
Guys? Yeah. Um, maybe we should do a top 100 sometime. We should. That's a good idea. Well, we would just end up fighting each other, though. We could do I, don't, I did that once in my life. We did EGM issue 100. I don't want to ever do a top 100 Just again. because you're old, I have to channel Sarah here. <laughs> Just because you're old doesn't mean we can't do it. We're, I listen Sarah's to Sarah's top 100 would be like, I think like Minecraft would be in like the top five. Well, and well, like, that, are you saying, that's, are you saying that's wrong? <laughs> Yes, it is wrong. <laughs> I mean, I just listened to like a. Uh, I listened to a giant bombcast once where they do their top ten games of the year thing, and they get so heated, man. I get tired. I just love listening those. To it. I get tired <laughs> just listening to it. All right, well, and uh, as long as Super Metroid's in the top three, that's it for the show, guys. Thank you for listening to our off week. Yeah, that's why do you? That's a really dickish thing to say, John. What? It's, it's, I can off week. I like off week. This is gonna. Oh man, the next we're gonna get three episodes in a row too. So. We're gonna yep. uh, hey, enjoy it. Gotta pace ourselves. Where can That's people right. find us on the internet? Uh, you can find us on the World Wide Web at www.8-4.jp or or on Facebook. Look us up, 84. Like us, even though we don't really update it, but maybe we will someday. Uh, Twitter on 84 Play. Uh, I, John, am on Twitter as John TV. Roy, you are. I'm at Kotawari. JJ. SPRSK. Graham. Timely Howard. Someone was asking about this week on uh, on Gaff what your Twitter was. So I say it every a, single episode. Look out for so. a Twitter stalker. Just listen to our Nobody goddamn show. To the end. Uh, also on Giant Bomb, uh, our gracious hosts, and uh, uh, there's usually a thread on NeoGaff, and you can vote for, uh, vote for us. You can review us. <laughs> vote for us on the school ball. Now you can review us on iTunes. Uh, and we'll be back in two weeks when what is Destiny two out yet? Mm-hmm. So probably we're going to unavoidably talk about Destiny two next episode. I, Mark, we'll back. I, play it. I actually want to play it too. Yeah. Um, I hope I can get a hold of it somehow without spending a hundred dollars on it. But um, I, I can only say this because Sarah's not here. It needs motion controls. Bad. Wait, how do how do you know this? You've played it. I played the beta. Oh, okay. And it didn't have motion them. controls. It needs some bad. Playing any sort of console shooter without like oh, motion you assist like, with like the Splatoon yeah, yeah, style, yeah. you can get the PC version. It's garbage. Yeah, that's you, the, I think the community for yeah. that is going to be PS4 though. Like that's where the cool kids are going to be playing. So, yeah. anyways, uh, but yeah, that's it. Who wants to take us out? Why are you pointing at me? I mean, <laughs> well, much, what do we talk about? Callbacks. Get, uh, callbacks. Graham, what is your top five uh, best ever? Top five McDonald's Gente menu. Go. <gasps> That's oh, a good question. Shit. In 30 seconds. 30 seconds. Well, no, no, hold on. No, I, give, give, him, give him 30 seconds to think. Well, easily the best one ever is the, the Chicken Club. The Chicken really? Club burger was like the best chicken chicken thing that they did. And uh, this is kind of a cheat answer, but the, the Uda menu where they just had all the toppings. You could put them on any burger ever. Okay, we'll just count that as one. You the were Uda excited menu? about no, that. No, the Uda menu was actually, yeah, probably the best campaign they've ever done. Uh, let's see here. That's when they introduced, what was it, some like bacon? or there was Yeah, something? you could just have like bacon or jalapeno or cream cheese. You could just put it, it on any burger, yeah. yeah. Uh I'm just going to say 20 it. seconds. Uda menu, best McDonald's Gente menu of all time. Okay, then Chicken Club. That was Roy's, Roy's not letting you off the that hook. That was my kicker. Oh, Keep okay. going. Uda menu, best, best menu of all time.
to the